Hey, welcome to the C3 Church Victory Podcast. We pray this message will inspire you and activate your faith. Thanks for joining us. Um, I love this series. So this, every year, for those of you who are new, every year we start our year with a soundtrack of summer. And this is volume three. So we've been, this is our third year that we've been doing it. And every year it looks just a little bit different. So you never get the same thing, which is always fun at the beginning of the year. And so this time um, I like to think about what is playing in my mind? What is the soundtrack that I am hearing at the beginning of the year? Sometimes it's like an overflow from the end of last year. Sometimes it's something brand new that God is saying to me. And it's always good to just stop and take stock of what's going on in our minds. And this year I found that during the slower post-Christmas week um, that I was really able to hone in on a few things that were playing over and over in my mind. And so when Pastor Simo brought the message last week about what is the loop that's going on in our mind over and over, what's that happening, I was really able to resonate with that message. If you missed it, you should definitely grab it and have a listen. And the idea that we can actually take that loop off, repeat, and put on a new sound really cool because let's face it, some things we tell ourselves and some things we're hearing are good and some things are not so great and probably not the healthiest for us to be listening over and over to. And so when we're walking in intimacy with God every day and every week, then he starts to reveal to us what the sound is that needs to be changed in our mind. And so we are becoming, we're coming to a place where we are transformed and our minds are being renewed. The Bible tells us very clearly that that's an important thing to do, to renew our minds. And so we get to do that every day. And when we talk about a soundtrack, we're really talking about what's going on internally in us. We're talking about our soul. We're talking about our minds. We're talking about our thoughts. All of those sorts of things is really what we're talking about when we are looking at a soundtrack. Because let's face it, sometimes what's going on internally can be super loud. Super loud, not always great, sometimes amazing, but other times we need to just stop and rethink what we're thinking about and what we're doing. So I know that during Soundtrack of Summer, we normally listen or look at Psalms, and and I will get there, I promise Pastor Nate, Pastor Rachel, I am coming to Psalms, but first, Emily is, I don't know where Em's gone now, she's, oh, she's gone to the teddy bear's picnic, she's gone to the teddy bear's picnic. I wanted to, I did bring, for those of you who were last, here last week, I did bring Fluffy. Fluffy came to the teddy bear's picnic and was welcoming all the kids at the, uh, at the check-in part there. I'm not sure if I, I didn't tell anyone, it was just a random fluffy dog that landed on the welcome area, but he is there, so just, I'm a woman of my word. Um, so we are looking through Psalms, but we, we looked already in the offering message at Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And this is one of my very favorite verses in the whole Bible. It just speaks so clearly to me. It says, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Or in other translations, it says he will make your path straight. So when I was younger, I, I feel judgment coming but when I was younger I used to think that this particular verse meant that I didn't have to study for my exam oh no I didn't not that I didn't have to study that I would go okay in my exams because I didn't understand everything but the Lord did 
So if he understood everything and I was walking with him, then it would be okay. It would all just like magically be on the paper, exactly how I needed it to be. So if I just trust him, he would see me through. I was much older than I should have been when I thought that, much older. I judge myself. But no, just joking. But thankfully, I did still study and I did still pass. So you know what? The Lord is good. Anyway, I have matured in my understanding of what that verse means. And one of the things that I believe is illustrated is this beauty of surrender. Surrender. Surrendering what we know or think we know to the greatness of God and to the mystery and obedience that comes with a life of faith. And God has been talking to me in this early part of 2023 about surrender. So this is my word for the year. This is the soundtrack of 2023 for me, surrender. And it resonates deep within me. So I thought today we might explore it a little bit. How does that sound? We good? All right, summertime, love the beach. Who else loves the beach? Show me. Yep, lots of people love the beach. I love just going for a quick dip whenever I can. I miss it when I can't go. And there have been a few days this week where I didn't get to go, but the days that I did were glorious. Anyway, and I'm sure you know that about me. I might have told you that before. But I am also a little fearful of the beach. Anybody else a little fearful of the beach? No, just me? Cool. Oh, yep, couple, couple, yep. Because I'm not a super strong swimmer. So I'm, a, I'm an okay swimmer. I can, you know, swim, but I'm not super strong. And so I don't love the rough seas, particularly when I've got kids with me. I feel nervous. And Ben is heaps more confident than I am, maybe because he's a surfer or maybe he's just a much stronger swimmer than me, which is awesome because the kids can go with him. Awesome. Um, and... But I am a little bit nervous and so I like to stay in like sort of near the shore as much as I can. Um, as long as I can dive under, that's pretty good. That's, that's fine. I go out enough to do that. I'm not like right on the edge with the little kids playing in the ocean. Although that's fun too. But I like to just be in enough to get wet and to be like having a lovely time but not too far out. Rough or not rough, doesn't matter. And also, well, you know, sharks, so... Just putting that out there. Anyway, as a child who grows up in, grew up in Australia, it's really important and it's something that we teach our kids. You need to know how to swim. You need to be able to get yourself out of trouble if you're in deep water, right? And so we make sure we're always in the water and so we make sure that our kids know how to swim. But the reality is that in some seas, it's actually really hard to get yourself out of a strong current or a strong, strong rip, Okay, so no matter how strong a swimmer you are, you're still going to come into trouble. You're still going to get caught. Um, and there's not a lot that strong swimming will be able to do to assist you. But we teach our kids, if you get caught in a rip, if you get caught in a strong current, then just go with it. Don't fight against it. Don't Because if you fight against it, you're just going to lose all your energy and you're not going to have anything left in you to just be able to float and just go with it and somebody will come and help you. That's why we swim in patrol beaches and all of those things. Someone will come and get you at some point and get you back to shore. But the main thing is don't panic, right? Don't panic. Don't lose your cool. You'll have nothing left to keep you going. So recently, Maddie went on holidays. Maddie is my 10-year-old daughter who I love. She's beautiful. And 
uh, she went on holidays with one of her friends and they were out kayaking in, at Nelson Bay, which is a really protected area. So they were out, they were kayaking, having a great time and uh, they were on their way back in to shore and they got caught in a really strong current. And so as they were getting drifting further and further out to out from the shoreline, I would like to say that all of that training paid off and uh, she didn't panic, but I think the reality was that when she was getting further and further away, the panic started to set in and she started to squeal and scream and cry and then fed off the other little girl who was there as well, screaming and yelling and crying and screaming and, uh, and just went into this whole lot of panic because she was so worried because they were getting further and further away. It didn't matter that she could see that there was a boat not too far away. It didn't matter that she could see that there was the mum on the on the shoreline saying, don't panic, don't panic, it's okay, someone will come and get you. That didn't matter because she was getting out of her depth and she was worried. She was going to die. She was going out to sea and never coming back in her mind. And I get it. It feels dangerous because we feel out of control, out of our depth, not sure how this is all going to work out. But if we go with it, if we go with the current, and if we trust the lifeguards or the people who are are around us or even the science if we trust all of that then we know that there is at some point going to be an out somebody will come and help us or we will find ourselves in able to swim across the rip and be able to come back to the shore there will be a moment but don't panic don't push against it it only makes it worse good news Maddie was rescued (laughs) by two yachties who were right there and a boat and I think the kayak instructor was also heading out to, to them so they were well and truly covered people well and truly and they've had plenty they had plenty of help and we've had good discussions since then about what not to do so let's hope the training happens and I mean if they ever need it again that they remember but despite that out of control feelings at times we just need to stop panicking take a look around and remember that help is not far away this totally reminds me about as Christ, when as Christians we don't surrender our lives to God. You see, God has a plan for our lives. It's a great plan. And we are all purposed. Every person in this room is purposed. And the plan that God has for us is the very best. And sometimes, though, we think that we know better and we forget that we can rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us on our journey. Instead, we try to control what is happening, control it all, good and bad, and direct those things in the way that we think they should go. So what happens is instead of going with the flow and the current of God, we start pushing against it, trying to do things in our own strength, trying to get our own agenda across the line, and sometimes we don't even realise that we are doing it until we begin to panic because things are not working out how we thought they should and we're losing energy and we might have actually increased the problem and we're losing everything and feeling quite drained until we realise that we've been pushing against what God has been saying. And the truth is that if we had surrendered all of those things back to God, we will be taken to a place of refuge and strength in him. 
I notice it regularly for myself. I will find myself overthinking things or going over and over a decision that needs to be made or listening to a lie on repeat in my mind about who I am. And sometimes those things gather momentum. And until I feel like I'm drowning in a thought process or a soundtrack that, soundtrack that God never intended for me to be in at all. Because I've forgotten to take it back to God and allow him to direct my path. To direct my thoughts. To direct what he would have for my life. I'm trying to take control of something that perhaps I actually can't control at all. It was never meant for me to to have control of and I'm trying to control it. No matter how much I think about it or process it or try and work it out, I'm never going to because it was never meant for me to be able to work out. I just need to trust God in the process. Because that's the better way. Choosing to surrender it all to the one person who knows me better than I know me, and that's God. All right, so now we're going to look at some Psalms, all right? So let's go to Psalm 46 first. Verse 1 to 3, it starts out with this verse. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. (sighs) That in itself is a sailor moment. Stop and breathe. How beautiful that we can just stop and remember that God is our refuge and strength and our ever-present help in time of trouble. No matter what's going on, no matter as I, I, I feel like when we remember that, there's like a weight that lifts off us as we surrender those things back to God, as we surrender the troubles to my refuge and strength, the Lord. Refuge speaks to me of taking shelter in someone or something who will protect and keep us against the things that are coming against us. What do you feel like comes against you? Sickness, decisions, busyness, maybe thoughts or a difficult scenario that maybe feels never-ending. Perhaps it's apathy or comfort and maybe it's just the monotony of life. But God is our refuge and our strength in all of that. So then Psalm 91 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And this is where that Proverbs 3 verse just comes back to remind us and relates back to this. When we place our trust in God, we are choosing to surrender our will and our way to his will and his way. When we trust him with it all, we are taking refuge in him. We're trusting him with our decisions. We're trusting him with the thoughts and the career and the, and the worries and the anxieties and the things that bring us joy. We're surrendering all the things that we can't control and the things that we feel like we could do in our sleep. We're surrendering them all to God. And it's almost like a release valve. That's what it feels like to me. It's like a release valve that takes the pressure off me and reminds me that I'm part of a much bigger picture I'm not God. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're not God. 
It's a good reminder for us all sometimes. God knows our whole story. I don't know my whole story yet, but God knows it. God knows your whole story, and so he knows the best path for us. He knows the best steps for us to take. When we surrender to him, the Holy Spirit begins to guide us in that way. And sometimes we need to just remind ourselves that God knows us, like intimately, like Isaac was saying before, knows us and delights in us, and he gives us choices and options and decision-making skills. And when they're all surrendered to God every single day, he guides our steps and our path to make sure that we are sure in a way that maybe we weren't sure before. But he continues to teach us and show us the way. And a life surrendered to God brings so much peace and confidence because the Holy Spirit guides and directs us. And as I pondered this week the idea of surrender and how to best remain in that place, I realised that the path to surrender is praise. You know, there are many things that in life that cause us to be a little bit nostalgic. Um, Perhaps it's a place that we go. So we go to Foster every year for a holiday in in January and uh, I'm very nostalgic about that place because my grandparents lived there and they, we grew, our summers were always spent there. And so I love just going to do like the ice cream shop or a particular beach or whatever it might be. And there's memories that come up and I feel so good about them. And I remember these beautiful things from my childhood. Um, or it might be the smell of something. It might be the smell of something that brings back a memory. Uh, maybe it's the smell of cut grass, I don't know, there might be something, or a food, perhaps there's a taste, and you taste something, and you're like, oh, that takes me back to when we did this, or I was on holiday, or this amazing thing happened, or whatever it might be, but it becomes a nostalgic moment, and for me, most regularly, it's music, and there are some songs that come on in the car, and I'm like, oh, kids, turn this one up, this is awesome. And I know every word and I know dance moves that probably don't really exist, but they're my dance moves to that particular song. I mean, I did dances to songs at school and I could like get up here and still do this, the dance to like Smooth Criminal or yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I just don't want to show everybody up, so I won't. But you know, maybe music's not your thing. That's cool. Bear with me just for a minute. There are some songs that if you hear straight away, you just want to get up and dance. You just want to get up and have a little boogie or maybe you're not a dancer but there's a bit of a head nod that's happening. Who's a head nodder? A few people. Levi's a dancer. He would get up and dance for sure. (laughs) Most of the songs I don't even realise are, like, coming back to me until, uh, like, that I love until they're on and they're happening. I mean, uh, on Friday night we had a picnic in the park and they have roller skating on a Friday night. Every Friday night if you've got roller skates like I do. Yep, I do. If you have roller skates and you go and you can, like, go for a bit of a skate and uh, it's super fun and they have these awesome tunes happening the whole time. Girls just want to have fun. Was like, that's it. I've got to put my skates on. I'm out. I've got to go. See you guys. Have fun. 
seating. I can only do two laps though, because it really hurts your legs. Oh. <laughs> it does. But roller skate. Anyway, girls just want to have fun. Sydney Lauper in the car recently. I remember doing it to, um, to the, I made the girls turn it up. If I could turn back time, a bit of share. Yep, I'm not alone. I'm waiting for someone to get up and dance to one of these songs. Uh, I would do anything for love. It's not so much of a song, but I do love it. Like a dance song, but I do love it. Meatloaf really rocks that. And uh, so I was very excited. That was like 1993. Beautiful day. You too. Yep, 2000s. Uh, oh, here's one. I'm going to sing it. Take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. Kylie, I can see you want to get up and dance. I can see it. Yep, Levi, you got this. I asked some of our staff. Um, Joy's song was, don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. Yeah. Um, Chris's song was Mr. Brightside or September. Do you remember? Yep. I could sing all day and you guys would have to be stuck here. <laughs> Crystal's song, this is a dance song, was The Nutbush. Yes! Who doesn't like a good nutbush? If I thought my legs got sore when I was roller skating, when the nutbush comes on at a wedding, I can't walk for days, guys. <laughs> if you're online, why don't you tell somebody what the song is that's going to make you get up and chat? Uh, chat. Chat, yes. Dance, even better. What is the song? Say, tell the person next to you. Or what's the thing that makes you nostalgic? Tell the person next to you. Is there a song or perhaps a nostalgic memory that comes up. What is that? Tell the person next to you. I'll give you a second. I'm waiting for someone to get up and dance. Joy, I'm really disappointed. Oh, the chicken dance. Yes. Chicken. I'm waiting for someone to just like jump up and like dance because you can't, it's in your head. <laughs> anyway, coming back. I'm totally going to go over time. Those things that cause us to become a little bit nostalgic also, while you're thinking about them, cause us to forget the worries of the world, didn't they? And when we are believers of Jesus, when we are in relationship with him, praise is just like that. It transports us to a place out of the world that we live in to heavenly realms, it takes us to a place where we are reminded that things are bigger, that we forget this world and we're reminded of God's goodness and his grace. And when we praise, we're taken on a path towards surrendering in him. We can't help but surrender. I feel like that's what happens in praise. I can't help but surrender before the Lord when we praise him and recognize his glory and his magnificence and his faithfulness and his goodness. And it just comes out and then I'm like, God, I'm on my knees before you, Lord. We praise him and we lift our eyes off what's happening here and we look to the Lord. We give him our attention and everything becomes a little bit simpler. We, rem we are reminded that there is a greater purpose, that there is something bigger at work. 
Praise postures us to recognise that it's God who's at work. And we don't need to have control of it all. It's okay to let some things go. Pastor Simo said last week that when you look at the book of Psalms, there are more Psalms of praise than there are of lament. Because the truth is, when we get our eyes fixed on Jesus, we are struck by his greatness and goodness and faithfulness. And lament does become a part of the reality that we're living in and, is, and it has a place. But praise is the posture we take to combat living in that place of lament any longer than we have to. I was reading in Psalm 95, which says, Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And then it continues on a little bit later. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And the Amplified says, in reverent praise and prayer. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. You know, when we realize that we are the flock under his care, it makes it a lot easier to surrender to him, right? Because the shepherd's duty was to care for and make sure the sheep got to the best place to help them to grow and be nourished and be safe and all of those things. And when we realize that that's what God's doing for us, that our path is the best one for us, we are, it's far easier to surrender to him. But in this psalm, we can see that the praise of God led the psalmist to be on his knees in surrender before the maker of heaven and earth. Where's my young people here? Lots of young people. I'm young. We're all young. But our youth are young adults. I wish that I knew this at your age. And not that I just knew it, but that I grabbed a hold of what this actually means. To, to know that I can come to God to know that I can come to Him and surrender it all. Because when you are in this stage of life, you know, it's not always easy. And teenagers, you are not yet adults, young adults, you're learning about becoming adults. And it can be quite hard because we're having to deal with issues like adult issues, like finding a job or friendship changes or responsibilities, independence, self-motivation, all of those things. And sometimes we don't have the answers, but we don't know that it's okay to not have the answers. And so we have these expectations on ourselves that we need to have it all. We need to have it all together. We need to know what we're doing. And that just might not be realistic. Can I just say that when you grab a hold of this concept of surrendering, the things that might be causing you worry or the things that you feel out of your depth in, you can, you can totally surrender those back to the creator of the universe. Every single young person, every young adult, you can absolutely do that. Everyone here, we can do that. And the way to take that weight off yourself is through praise. It opens up the door. It reminds us, praise is so powerful. I am humbled in the midst of praise as I realize who I am praising. In many of those psalms that we were talking about of lament, there is lament, which turns into praise and then surrender. It's basically my life. Psalms is my life. God, why is this happening? But you are good. 
and I love you so much and I know you love me. So God, take it back. Take it all back. I'm sorry I tried to have control over that. I'm a control freak, I know. I'm giving it back to you, God. I surrender to you. I surrender it all and I praise your name, God. Make my path straight. That's my life. You can read heaps of the Psalms. I'll show you that. Eyes off me and what's going on. Eyes on him who knows the big picture. So the link between praise and surrender is so clear. It reminds us that we are worshippers of a good and magnificent God who longs for us to take refuge under Him and surrender our will and our ways to Him so He might bring peace and rest to our souls and direct our path in this world. One more verse for you, Matthew 11, 28 to 29. Come to me. This is Jesus talking, not me. Jesus, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Not my way, but yours, Lord. Not my thoughts, but yours, Lord. What is the soundtrack of praise looking like in your life? Thanks for making time to hear this message today. We encourage you to connect with us by heading to c3victory.org.au.